That was the most formal way I have ever started a stand-up set. Good morning. Gosh, that's so cool. Thought only preachers got to feel that. Everyone wished me good morning at the same time. I should, everyone should come up here. We should all get to experience that. Oh, man. Uh, yay, it's my last Sunday. Oh, you guys get it. You guys got it. My mom is watching, guys. Come on. <laughs> Expected a little more. Uh, clap if it's your first Sunday here since Holy Humor's been going on. <laughs> Welcome. Unfortunately, you're like, what is she doing here? She's not preaching. Uh, clap if you've been here all three Sundays. Yes! Yes! Thank you, Marion. Um, Marion came to see me do stand-up last night for real and let me come back this morning, so give it up for her. So happy, so excited. It's good to be here. Um, like I said, my mom is watching. Hey, mom. Uh, my sister just got her wisdom teeth out on Friday. She is also watching with a much bigger face than my mom. Um, I'm a professional. Uh, just kidding, just kidding. All the moms are like, oh no, this is not my day job. For those of you who haven't been here all the other Sundays, I do other things. Um, Glad to be back though. Uh, my grandparents were watching online last Sunday. If you were here, my grandparents were watching online. And apparently um, the production team didn't have the audience mic'd at all. So my grandparents were texting my parents going, is she getting any laughs? Uh, <laughs> and on top of that, whenever there was a break where laughter was supposed to go, the cameras were showing people who were not smiling, according to my grandparents. <laughs> So, I'm killing it, they think. Uh, they think I'm doing a great job. Thanks, guys, really appreciate it. Um, man, Harper, thanks for being here. You picked a heck of a Sunday to be baptized. Uh, okay, I don't know if they still do this, but I was baptized here. I was baptized at RUMC, and um, when you're baptized, you can let me know if they do the same thing. They give you, they give the parents a letter, and then a, a she's, he's got the letter, and a video copy of the service. Is anyone following me? They're gonna have my jokes for forever. <laughs> no! <laughs> Thanks for the pity clap. Um, when Harper's 10 years old, she's gonna open her letter and read about her baptism and then watch her baptism and then be like, Church took a downhill for a couple weeks there. <laughs> Don't know why. Um, that's great. She's very cute. I hope she enjoys the jokes. Um, you guys, that's, that's good timing. Um, so if you haven't been here before, um, the, the first Sunday we did this, we had some people send in jokes that, yeah, that they would want to hear, maybe like said in church, or they would like to say themselves in church. Um, unfortunately, the three jokes that I picked today, those people do not want to tell them at all. So either I can tell them or I have them on my phone. Does anyone want to read a joke? 
of do I cold call in church? I don't know how this works. I, none of my family members are here today, so I can't pick on them. Marion, you want to read the first joke? This is a good one. Okay. Get ready, get ready. <laughs> Who wouldn't eat the hamburgers? Who? They the, get it. Okay, let's do it again. Who wouldn't eat the hamburgers? Who? The vegetarian Mary. These are your jokes. These are not my jokes. These are your jokes. <laughs> I have one other short one, and then I'll, I'll do some of mine. I really like this. Does anyone want to read a joke? Come on. Oh, yes, a hand. Oh, it's Marion's kid. All right. <laughs> oh, no, you're hard to get to. I would come to you, but I don't. Will you read a joke? Harper, will your dad read a joke? She's clapping, she's clapping. All right, you can read this one. What do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? What? Prime mates. Oh. Yay! She did not clap for that one. She, she is not clapping for that joke. Um, these, are, these are your jokes. I really enjoyed them. I thoroughly enjoyed reading every single one of them. Um, I am trying to be an adult. We're gonna take a hard left. That's called a transition. Um, trying to be an adult. I'm not very good at it. I think I've come a long way though. Um, when I was uh, younger, like in middle school, and I was sad a lot. Um, people told me that I should, it's hilarious that I should start journaling. Um, because if I'm sad now, why not write it down so I can remember it later? Uh, and I found an old journal of mine from seventh grade, and uh, the entire journal was blank, except for like one page in the very middle of the journal, and in the very center of the page it just said, help. Aw <laughs> is right. I don't know what seventh grade Sarah was thinking. All right, we're just gonna send a little message and put it away. Someone will find it and help us. I don't know, I've, I've come a long way. I am um, sort of independent, uh, sort of. I live with roommates. Anybody else live with roommates? Woo, we got some 20-somethings in here. I, uh, everyone else is happily married and living in a house. That must be nice. Um, <laughs> Suburbia, I know where I am. Um, when I first moved into an apartment after I lived in a dorm, uh, it was really nice, but I really did not know how to take care of myself. Um, so it was so nice that my roommates had, all my roommates had boyfriends and I lived with three girls. And so every night a different boyfriend would come in and cook dinner and he would not only cook dinner for him and his girlfriend, but also for me. <laughs> So every time, every night I would just lay in my bed and wait to hear, Sarah, dinner's ready. <laughs> and I would come out and take a picture of it and send it to my mom to let her know I'm doing okay. <laughs> She's very proud. Um, I also, I, I used to see a bunch of articles because all I did was sit in bed and read Snapchat news because I am a millennial. Um, 
And I used to see a bunch of articles talking about like what celebrities were wearing on different days. And I was like, man, this is hilarious. Someone should do an article on me because it would read a little something like, Sarah Kale has worn the same outfit for four days in a row because she was too afraid to shower because she saw a cockroach in there. <laughs> she will not enter the bathroom or anywhere near the bathroom. Um, I'm also in a new stage of adulthood where I don't, like the most exciting thing that happened to me this week was I found out I have no cavities. Wow, is this what me and you guys is like? Thank you, Steve. Uh, or I also cleaned up my inbox, wow. This might be a new stage of depression for me. I might have to <laughs> tell my therapist about this. Um, I don't know, what's the, what's the secret to adulthood? I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys. I spent the night at my mom's house last night, did not sleep on my memory foam mattress topper, and I am sore. Is this what getting older is like? This is hard. This stinks. Um, I have uh, another joke that I picked that you all sent in. Um, it is a long joke. It's a story-ish joke. Does anyone want to read it? <laughs> anyone? Yeah, we got a volunteer. Get up for this guy. What's your name? What do you do? Bryce, cybersecurity sales. Security, cybersecurity sales? Give it up for keeping the internet safe. <laughs> I assume that's what that means. Um, yes, all right, cool. This one's a long one. You can stand for it, you can sit down, whatever you wanna do, have at it. It starts from the top, yeah, it's long. All right. I need my reading glasses, seriously. All right. <laughs> there are two men walking their dogs. One has a German Shepherd, the other a Chihuahua. The man with the Shepherd says, do you wanna go into this bar and get a beer? The man with the ch Chihuahua says, do you think they'll let us there, in there with our dogs? The man with the shepherd says, sure, they'll follow my lead, just follow my lead. The man with the shepherd steps up to the bar and says to the bartender, I'll have a beer. Bartender says, I'm sorry, we don't allow dogs in here. The man with the shepherd says, but this is my seeing eye dog. Bartender says, okay, and hands him a beer. The man with the chihuahua steps up and says, I'll take a beer too. He says, I'm sorry, we don't allow dogs. And he says, but this is my seeing eye dog. The bartender asks, they gave you a chihuahua for a seeing eye dog? The guy then asks, they gave me a chihuahua. Did I read that one? Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to go through that one? Do we need to dissect this story? See me after if you want to read. You read, give this guy a hand. pointed herself and went, me? Um, was it your? I won't call you out. I won't call you out. Uh, oh, man. I'll tell another one that I want to give an honorary participation award to. Um, and I need someone to high five for this. Uh, what do you call a dog with no legs? 
Doesn't matter, he's not gonna come to you anyway. All right! Yes! Comedy. Uh, I, um, I'm in a new stage of my relationship. I'm, I'm dating someone. Wow, who was surprised? Uh, I'm in a new stage of my relationship. I feel like my uh, boyfriend is like testing me. Um, you know, like we'll be having conversations and I'll be like, oh, if I like went blind, would you, would you stay with me? And he'll be like, yeah. And then he'll be like, if I lost all my limbs and could only speak Russian, would you stay with me? And I'll be like, yeah, yes. And he'll go, why? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just trying to cover all my bases. I, uh, he puts up with a lot. He puts up with a lot. He recently had surgery, um, and his parents were out of town, so I had to take care of him. He chose not to be here this Sunday for this story. Um, I was not a good nurse. Not a good nurse. Uh, we brought him home, set him up on the couch, left him there, and um, that the first night I was asleep in my room, and I had the most vivid dream I've ever had of someone breaking into the apartment. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention that when my boyfriend came home from surgery, um, to put this in the most church-appropriate way possible, he got a goodie bag to take home with him, but it was attached to him, and I'm gonna let you guys figure out <laughs> what it was. Um, so I had a dream that someone was breaking into the apartment, and he was awake the whole night because he could not sleep because of the pain. So all he saw was me running out from my room, checking the deadbolt on the door, and turning around to him and going, which way does the door lock? Up and down or side to side? <laughs> and then I made him get up and walk around the entire apartment holding his little bag <laughs> to check for intruders. What was he going to do if he saw them? Whack him? I don't... <laughs> I don't know. This has been so much fun. I'll leave you guys with this other story. Uh, I don't like to be scared. Um, I went to see a scary movie with my dad one time and my stepmom, my sister, went to go see a different movie. And at the end of the movie, my, my dad and I were walking out of the theater and my stepmom came in and turned the corner and said, boo. And I looked at her and said her name, Bronwyn, and then punched her in the mouth. <laughs> I acknowledged who she was and still popped her. So, you know, my family loves me. Um, outside of my intermediate family, the first person to ever tell me that they loved me like in a relationship sense was my stepmom. And I said, thank you. Um, all right, well, that wasn't that funny. That's just sad, you guys. This has been so much fun. I've been so thankful for this opportunity. If this is your first Sunday, you missed out. Don't ask anyone else. I'm telling you, you missed out. Um, thank you guys so much. Give it up for Marion. My brother took a field trip and he was in middle school. There were plenty of teachers and plenty of chaperones, but this was a big field trip because they were going to New York. 
brother had traveled that far without a parent. And so I remember the days leading up to this trip that my mom was giving him all that normal travel trip advice. Make sure your teacher knows where you are. Stay with a buddy. Be per, you know, aware of your surroundings. All those normal things. My dad, on the other hand, decided to give him advice on packing. And my dad said, son, whatever you do, make sure you always have a clean pair of underwear and a change of clothes in your carry-on, just in case of emergencies. Part of the adventure of this trip was that they were not going on an airplane, but they were going on an Amtrak. So they were to take the train all the way from New Orleans to New York City. The day of the trip came. We went to the Amtrak station there in New Orleans and we're saying goodbye. And my dad said, son, did you remember to have a pair of clean underwear and change of clothes and your carry-on? My brother Pat said, yes, got it, I'm good. And off they go on the train and we turn around to go home only to wait by one of those phones, you know, the old phones with the cords that attach to the wall because this is in the early 90s and not everybody had a cell phone. And we had to wait for the phone tree call to let us know that he made it safely. Hours and hours later, news came out that there was actually an accident between two Amtrak trains. They had collided together. Thankfully, it was not the student's train, but their train was um, impacted. They were affected because all trains had to stop. In particular, no trains were allowed in and out of New York City, and so there they are about five hours south of the city. The teachers got really nervous, and they started to act fast. So they got a charter bus, and they were really nervous because of all the delays. They were already going to maybe miss the first musical that they already had paid tickets for. So very quickly, they got all the students onto the bus, and off they went, and they made it to their seats before the curtain opened. The problem was they forgot the luggage. While they're in New York, their luggage was still back. The teachers forgot to mention that they needed to move the luggage from the train to the bus. It was probably a good two and a half, maybe three days later. I know. My brother called and said, oh, we're having a great time. I love New York. We still don't have our luggage, but Dad, don't worry. I still have my clean underwear, my change of clothes, and my carry-on. <laughs> I remember vividly my dad saying, son, this is the emergency. <laughs> this is the time. Change to time is now. Ecclesiastes. You know the song, you know the poem. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill, kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to respond to emergencies and maybe a time not to. A time to turn your cell phones off and a time not to. I was officiating a funeral 
leading a funeral, and halfway in the middle there was a woman right there with the grieving family whose phone went off. And she answered it. <laughs> and she says, hello, this is, yes, I'm at a funeral right now. Can I call you back? What's that? You can't, okay. I'm at a funeral. The preacher is talking. Can I call you later? Uh-huh. Okay, I'll meet you for lunch. Bye. <laughs> Her timing completely changed the mood. For the most part, we understand cultural norms that are appropriate and not appropriate. We know how to behave and how not to behave. We know that every human behavior and ha human emotion has an appointed time. We understand that because it's called human timing. And human timing can be measured. It's chronological. We can pay attention on our watches and our calendars. We understand that. When I need to go somewhere and set an alarm to wake up, I'm going to set that alarm for 24 minutes ahead of time so I can hit snooze three times. That's my human timing. But that is not what Ecclesiastes is talking about. Ecclesiastes is talking about a spiritual timing. And spiritual timing, those things, we get a little more complicated. Sometimes we mess them up a bit because we have a tendency to put boundaries and parameters and limitations on spiritual timing. We say things like, well, this is the season of my life, and this season is changing, and all of these things have to be quite right before I commit, and these things have to be right before I serve. And when things in our lives start to change and end, like relationships or jobs or different illnesses, all of a sudden we begin to say things about God's timing. And I'm not quite sure we get it right. Ecclesiastes is reminding us that spiritual timing is not about what time you have. It's what you're doing with it. It's not about my 24 hour or 24 minutes of extra sleep. It's what am I gonna do when I wake up? And it's not about whether or not my cell phone's on. It's about how am I gonna treat the person when I answer it? Ecclesiastes is reminding us that our time is limited. And the only time that we're ever promised is the moment before us. No matter our age, no matter who we are, no matter our health, the only time that we're ever promised is the moment before us. That's the gift. What are we going to do with it? Because it seems to me when I read my paper, yes, I actually get a paper delivered. When I read my paper and when I listen to my podcast and I hear conversations, it seems to me that we have trains that are running into each other all the time. And as a result, we have people and churches and policies and issues that are stuck and they need help getting where they need to go. And it seems to me that we are the people that have the time and the resources and the gifts and the graces to help them. And my fear is, is that we're keeping all the good stuff in our carry-on, waiting for something else. Hear your heavenly parent
say to you today, son, the time is now. Daughter, the time is now. Holy humor has been a lot of fun. First week, know your audience. We learned that we are a people who've been promised as the descendants of Abraham and Sarah through the line of Isaac. Isaac's name means he laughs. We are the people of laughter. Know your truth. Galatians told us last week that we are to forget about those human distinctions and barriers of gender and race and ethnicity and class and all those other labels. And we are to see God's people all the same and extend the same grace and love. Know your timing. Hear the poet. Hear our Lord saying to us, that the time to serve and the time to act is right now. And so to sum it up, we are a people promised to the world to treat all the same right now. And that can be as threatening, as scary, as funny, or as sacred as you make it. Amen. Today we have a time of action and a time of gratitude. And for our response in that, we invite you to go ahead and get your cell phones out. It's okay, even if they're turned on, we hear them ring. Get your cell phones out because what we invite you to do now is set an alarm for yourself. Set a time for yourself. We want it to be a calendar alert or anything that you want it to be so that it goes off during your day. And it can be the same time of day or it can be the same time of week, but we invite you to set an alarm and so that it can break through your day and you decide what it represents. It could be that you want your alarm to mean that you stop and pray or you stop and think about what God's asking you to do, or you have a time of intentional study, or you have a time to get ready to go to Sunday school, or you have a set time that you are gonna pay attention to what's in front of you and find humor in it, holy humor in it. This is your daily reminder for your time. In addition, we do invite you to respond through giving. If you choose to give to the ministry and to the work of Chapel Roswell, you can do so with the ways on the screen, using your app, uh, the text, the baskets, and the kiosk. But we do have the baskets that will be going around. So may we take a moment and may we respond to God. <laughs> 